Hello, everyone. Welcome to the goddamn podcast. This is Mark Joseph Bennett. How are you? I got I got to bang this one out. What time is it here? It's eight eighteen on Monday, September third. Got to get this one done because the wife is upstairs packing, and and I'm not. So she's probably up there pissed off packing. You know, the P.O.P. pissed off packing. She's up there folding underwear viciously, throwing them into a suitcase going, well, he's downstairs gallivanting with his podcast, you know, avoiding the work. It's probably what she's thinking, but that's not true. You know, I got to I got to get this one done because it's the last one I can do before we go to the south of France. That's right. We're, we're going to trudge over to old desolate south of France with its sunshine and its mansions and its Brad Pitt. I guess Brad Pitt doesn't have a house there now, does he? Because he's, he's divorced from everyone. Everyone divorced Brad. You know, I tell you what, everybody was saying it was Jen. Everybody was like, oh, Jennifer Aniston, poor lady, can't keep a man. And while that's obviously true. Because just, she runs through men like toilet paper. I don't, I don't think that's a good analogy. But let's just say, she, she, she goes through a lot of men. But that's why everyone was like, oh, Brad, you know, he's a good guy. And old Jen, she's an old kook. I think they're both kooks. That's what I think. Because Brad, he, he had a house, I think, in the south of France. I was looking forward to seeing him. And then he had to go get all angry. And then old Angie, she was like, you know what, Brad? No, no. I am going to save the people of Syria and I'm going to do it without your handsome ass. Anyway, who knows, right? Those are just rumors that I'm reading on the Internet and spreading around like they're true. Anyway, South of France, we're going to go over... To that, uh, that, that we're gonna go class it up. We're gonna drag up the average of South France. We're gonna be like, hey guys, this is what style is. Check out my cargo shorts and my Gap T-shirt. You don't have anything like that over here, do you, Frenchie Larue? No, you don't. We're gonna take a toddler. We are going to take a uh, two-year-old child on a long trip. Now he's. He's been a goddamn angel on the rest of our trips. But here's the thing, right? You can't just expect that every time. And uh, we got we got a, a flight tomorrow, and he's going to miss his nap to get to the flight. So we're already starting on the wrong foot. And then we're going to expect him to sleep on the plane all night long. And you know how to do all those fucking announcements? Just in the middle of the night for no reason. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, just want to check in and wake you the fuck up. Hope you were having a nice little snooze. Just thought I'd uh, blast my voice in at uh, top volume. Why is it so loud? The announcements. Anyway. Don't know what we're going to do in the south of France. Stressed out. I don't know if you're like me, but for the last three days. Three days? Let's say three weeks. I have been thinking about the stuff I need to pack. And I'm not packing much. I just want to take... My camera, because you guys know I love the photography, right? I want to take a camera and a tripod. That's right, I'm going full-on professional, where I set up a tripod. 
I even have a little shutter release button. It's a little joystick that you you have a wire and it sticks it under your camera and then you press the button for a remote shutter release while the camera's on a tripod so the camera has no shake, no shake whatsoever. You know? You get a nice sharp picture because if you take a picture with one of those DSLR mirrorless cameras, like pressing the button, you shake the camera a little bit. Unless and unless your camera has really good in-body stabilization, IBIS, then uh, you need you need to uh, either put your your camera on a delay timer where you press the button and then it goes two seconds later, or you know you get yourself a shutter release button. And now I was thinking I would just get a new camera that has in-body stabilization because I love getting new things, but. No, I've turned over a new page, all right? I am going to make do with the the stuff I have because I'll tell you what. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a good lesson for you, all right? At least it was for me. Is You probably have enough stuff to pursue whatever hobby or profession that you want or work, you know? You just... But you, you feel like if you garner more things that you're doing something, but you're not doing anything. Like, for instance, um, there are many people who buy the greatest workout gear and they'll get the latest Bowflex and they'll get issues of Muscle and Fitness magazine and they'll read them every single month. And then they'll they'll have all of the, the latest tech and equipment and they got the great Under Armour gear with the nice pants and the nice shoes. Oh, shoes. Don't forget uh, to tell me. Uh, I was going to say, don't forget to remind me uh, to tell you that story. But you're not here, so you can't remind me. I'll tell you a story about my shoes. It's a short one. See if I can get back to that. But you buy the nice Under Armour stuff. You know, you're all decked out. But did you get off your ass? Did you do a couple of dips? Did you do the plank? Because that's... You know, guys, you're, you all know Nick the Bodybuilder. I'm going to try to get him to come on for our 100th episode. We're not sure if it's going to happen. I've been threatening to put him on the podcast for a long time. Try to get Nick the Bodybuilder on the 100th episode. Now, let me tell you something. This guy, he shows up to the gym... In his gym clothes, he strolls in, and he's got, like, a V-neck T-shirt on and some, I don't know, wor- some kind of workout pants, yeah, indiscriminate, indescript workout pants. I think he told me the other day that they were from Joe Fresh, you know? And I'm not, listen, this is this is not going to be, this is not to disparage Nick the Bodybuilder and his Joe Fresh because they were, they were nice, they were clean, Right? That's the most important thing. They were clean, but Joe Fresh is a is a is a very is an inexpensive brand here in Canada. In case you don't know, it's a it's a grocery store brand. I don't I don't really know. I don't shop there, guys. For Christ's sake! But that's the point. Okay, I uh, because of my brother's influence, my blood my brother loves Under Armour. I all this Under Armour workout stuff. And it's all quite nice. You know, expensive as fuck. And uh, so when I go to the gym, I got my matching clothes. You know, I'm, I'm ready to go. And just in case a photo shoot breaks out. 
But now Nick, he's got himself the uh, the Joe Fresh pants and just a plain V-neck shirt. And then, but do you know what Nick does? He goes to the fucking gym. Every goddamn day. He's not concerned about what's the latest water bottle craze. You know what he brings for a water bottle? An empty plastic bottle like that you would get, you know, like like an Evian bottle. It's just, he just fills it up. Just an empty one. No maintenance. Because what's important is getting the workout done. Now, I'm not saying... I feel bad now. I'm not saying he looks bad. But what I'm saying is he's not focused on trying to look like he's in the gym for a modeling shoot. He's in the gym to work out. If you see those old photos of the Schwarzenegger and those guys, man, they they would come to the gym in just, well, they would cut up their jogging pants and make jogging shorts out of them. And then that was it. No shirts, no shoes, no socks. It was kind of disgusting. But you were allowed to do that back in the day. You could just sit there in your really small cloth gym shorts showing off all your junk. Because the steroids back then, they didn't shrink your junk so much. You know? So the the bodybuilders were still proud of their junk. Nowadays, you know, you can't, you just, it's not going to be very impressive. Because of the shrinkage. The steroids. So Schwarzenegger himself was saying the steroids have gone too crazy. And everyone's like, Arnold, you did fucking steroids. Why don't you shut up about it? And he says it without saying, because you can't just admit, you know, that. You got to pretend. You keep up appearances. Like when Britney Spears used to say that she was a virgin. When everyone knew she was taking it. You just, you got to say the right thing sometimes. And Schwarzenegger, while he wouldn't admit, I'm sure, to doing steroids, what he's saying is, back in the day, you know, bodybuilders, they they didn't go banana. They didn't want to look like freaks. They wanted to look beautiful, is what Schwarzenegger would say. They wanted to be symmetrical. They wanted to be just impressive human specimens. Now they, people look like some kind of fucking grotesque mutant as bodybuilders. And I'm sorry to all the bodybuilders who listen to this podcast. I know I'm big in the bodybuilding community, but um, you know, these guys, they look fucking just horrendous. Anyway, that's because of the roids. Whereas, just to get back to Nick and his Joe Fresh Pants, <laughs> it is. When, he, when we do the 100th episode, I'm sure he'll be upset about this. And we'll talk about it. Maybe he won't, though. You know? Because Nick's an easygoing guy. He's probably like, yeah. What's the problem? You go out, you buy functional clothing, and then you get your ass to the gym. You get your 3% body fat ass to the gym. And here I'm walking around old Johnny's spare tire. Little spare tire sticking out of my $60 t-shirt. What's the good of that? Right? Anyway, use what you have. Get out there and use your shit. So I have a nice camera. It's plenty good. It has some limitations, right? Like it doesn't have the in-body stabilization. 
The it, oh, it's in-body image stabilization, the IBIS. It doesn't have that, so I have to make adjustments. You got to put it on a tripod. You got to get a little shutter release button. But that's nothing. Everybody has a tripod if you're into photography. And a shutter release button is $10. You know, so you, you know, you make adjustments. Don't go buy a $1,500 camera, even though, oh my God, the camera I want is $700 off. It's still $1,600, but it's down, right, from $2,300. And I tell you what, oh, they used to call me Deals Bennett when I was a kid. Deals Bennett, my, my friend Dennis, he used to say, Mark Bennett would uh, buy a 50-pound bag of shit if it was on sale for $25. No, a 50, $50 bag of shit if it was on sale for $25. That's right. That's what he would say. And that was sort of true. Because I would think, this is a great deal on this shit. Who knows? I might be able to use it. There might be some fertilizing I need to do. Maybe there's a neighbor I hate. I can just leave it on their doorstep. I mean, how can I afford not to buy it when it's half price? So $700 off the camera that I was had my eye on. Woo, it's tough. But guys, I learned my lesson. All right, you know, you know how I learned it? It's goddamn house hunting. So when we were looking at houses, and we're still looking at them, and we're probably going to buy one, and it's probably going to be in Ottawa. Uh, I'm not, I'm still, I don't know, still like Toronto. Still not totally convinced I'm going to leave. But uh, my wife's pretty convinced we're going to leave. And you know what that means, fellas. So, um, looking at houses, we're doing our budgets. And, like, we're just, we're lopping shit off, man. I'm like, cable, gone. That's all, all I need is the internet and the hockey package. Fuck it, man. What am I watching these days? America's got goddamn talent. Is that what I'm watching? No. Because it sucks. Man, I watched that last night. I, I See, when I went to my brother's in Ottawa, because that's what happens in Ottawa, you end up watching America's Got Talent. Well, I was in Ottawa visiting my brother, and um, he was watching that. So then I wanted to watch the la- next episode to see what happened to the these people I don't give a shit about. I don't know how they hooked me in, but uh, but I lost interest immediately. You know, it's it just sucks. Fucking sucks. And TV sucks. So I'll cut that out. You know, and then when you start doing that, you start going, you know what? Let's use the photography gear you have. Takes take the best pictures you can. And then when you're when you're printing out your photos, or people want to buy them, and you're looking around going, huh, I I just can't deal with the limitations of this camera now. I need to upgrade to a better camera. Then perhaps you can do so, even though I don't know where I could get the money, seeing how it's all going to be poured into a house. Although, is that camera ever going to be $700 off again? I doubt it. I friggin' doubt it. Whatever. I'm going to I'm sticking with the plan. I don't know how we I don't know how south of France is going to be. I know my wife keeps saying, oh, "I'm looking forward to it." Of course, you speak French. I don't. 
So, I don't know. My son, he'll, he speaks French. They'll be fine, my wife and my son. But me, I could get lost and never be heard from again. That happened to me in Paris. So, we were hanging out at Sarah. Sarah has a, an uncle, um, Samir. And he has a, uh, that's my Muslim name, by the way. For real. Samir. Did, do you guys know this? If you listen to my my comedy CD, which you should, available on on all outlets, iTunes, you know, it's there. Buy it. Listen to it. Or, you know, you can stream it. Sure, I don't get as much money. But, guys, you know, don't support my dream of buying a new camera. Just just stream it on Spotify. And I get fucking point oh 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 one of a cent. But that's fine. Do whatever makes you happy. So on the CD, I talk about the fact that uh, my wife's father is Muslim. And he asked me to uh, convert. And I did. Well, like, I didn't. You know, I didn't. But it's just, I signed some papers. He do, he knows I don't give a shit. Uh, and, I, and God knows I don't give a shit. You know? God knows I don't give a shit. I don't believe in anything. But that should be clear to longtime listeners of the podcast. I don't believe in a goddamn thing. So when he's like, hey, do you mind, you know, signing some papers saying you're Muslim? I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Sounds good to me. Because he, he's just worried about the laws in Egypt and all this shit because he's from there. Uh, when it comes to inheritance, because Sarah's a girl. And yeah, that's right. It's fucking backward shit. Can't you can't just give your daughter your inheritance? She's got to be married to a Muslim man anyway. Fucking whatever. Who am I to judge? Just a rational human being who's lived forty years. Who am I? So anyway, I did it. Um. Anyway, back to Samir. <laughs> so Samir, we're we're in we're we're in uh, Paris. We're at his apartment, and uh, I de- I decided. I needed to get some Wi-Fi. All right? They call it Wi-Fi in Paris, which is super annoying. Because their Wi-Fi doesn't work fee. It's, you can't get internet. So, when you don't speak a language of a, of a country, you start getting headaches. Because, especially with the French, they, they all talk over each other. I'm trying to watch French TV. They're just screaming at each other. Voulez-vous, voulez-vous, voulez-vous? Oh, tout à Comme ci, comme ça. Just fucking yammer, 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 yammer. And uh, I'm trying to follow it, and I can't. I know a little bit of French from high school. Everywhere I go, everyone's yelling in French. I'm just getting a headache, so I'm like, I just need to read some something in English. Some English news, see what's going on. Check my email. Something, because Sarah's uncle, he's old as dirt, you know, so he doesn't have fucking internet. Literally no internet. So I start walking the streets of Paris, and I see a Starbucks, because God loves Starbucks. You can find one of those anywhere. I go in, see the Wi-Fi, and uh, try to connect. No, no Wi-Fi. Go to the counter. I'm like, hey, fucking, uh, you crouton, baguette-eating, scarf-wearing, mustachioed Frenchman. 
barista. I'm like, hey, the, the Wi-Fi. And he was like, oh, Wi-Fi, uh, broken. Because he knew I was English. I'm like, broken? He was like, that broken. Just that, just like that. Not like I'll go reset it or just broken. And I swear to Christ, I went to three more places. Broken. Bro- no, your, your Wi-Fi's not broken. You're too lazy. You're too lazy to fucking unplug the router and plug it back in. You goddamn rude French bastard. And it's Wi-Fi. No, I'm going to have a great time <laughs> in Nice. Ooh, my attitude's already good. Right? So anyway, I end up not finding any of the Wi-Fi. So I just figure I got I I just got to go home now. I got I'll go back cuz what had happened is I got up early. You know, Sarah was sleeping in and uh I figured I'd use that opportunity to go check my email. And um so on my way back I realized all the goddamn streets look the same. And I have no idea where I am or what's happening. And I I'm, I'm hungry and I'm tired now. I'm thirsty. I don't have I don't have anything on me. No money, no anything. I sure I have my phone, but that doesn't work. I'm in France. And I, I can't get a signal anywhere. Can't even send Sarah a text. I got no Wi-Fi. So I, uh, I'm just wandering the streets. And I stop. I try to ask a person where to go. And they don't speak any English. So already we're, we're not off to a good start. But then like, he understands me enough to, see, to ask what I'm, or to, to get what I'm saying, that I'm lost. And then, uh, so he's asking me, like, well, where do you want to go? And I said, je ne sais pas. No idea. Because I didn't know the guy's address. So the guy was trying to help me, but he's like, I, I can't help you, bud, if you, if you don't know where you're going. You know, if you're just. So I started just wandering the streets looking for uh, the Peugeot symbol. They, they, they make these cars over there ugly as shit. They're called Peugeots, I think. I don't know. Something like that. Anyway, her uncle lives next to a place that sells them. So I just walked around until I found that sign. And then I backtracked from that sign to his place. I show up. My wife's like, where were you? I said, ah, don't even get me started. And as I was looking for the Wi-Fi. And then my wife, she says that Baskin Robbins right there on the corner. Has free Wi-Fi. And I said, first of all, why does an ice cream place have free Wi-Fi? Never heard of that. Secondly, there's no way that works. It's broken. All the French people tell me it's broken. With a look of disdain on their face, I go into Baskin Robbins. I sit down. Works fucking beautifully. Check my email. Everything goes great. Let me tell you, my headache cleared up. Love Baskin Robbins. In France. That's a, there, there's a traveling tip for you. If you're ever in Paris and you can't get any of the old Wi-Fi, head on to Baskin Robbins. Surprisingly, they have a great Wi-Fi connection. Now we're going to Nice, right? I was in, uh, I don't know, 
Saint-Aigul. I was I was somewhere in the south of France before. But uh, we stayed with friends of Sarah's parents. Stayed with Brad Pitt and Angelina. It was back when they were together. It was a pretty good time, but they just... The place we were staying, they wouldn't take off their shoes. And I don't know, guys. I don't know how you live your lives. But when I go in to a home, you know, the place I'll be sleeping, let's say, even if I'm just staying there for a few nights, you know what I like to do once in a while is take off my goddamn shoes. Like you put on your shoes, you go walking around the city, you come home, you're hot, you're tired, it's the south of France, it's fucking hot, and then you just got to leave your shoes on. Because everyone else has left their shoes on, and the floor is filthy. It's full of sand and full of mud. And you just, don't worry, uh, the people we were staying with, they don't listen to this podcast. So, And if they do, guys, just vacuum, mop the floors, and then ask people to take their shoes off. And you don't even have to ask them to take your shoes off. You lead by example. You mop the floor of your home. And then when you enter your home, you take your shoes off. Then other people have the cue, hey, we can take our shoes off here because the floors are clean. So the entire time I spent in the south of France, I had my shoes strapped to my feet, except when I climbed into bed. So I would have my shoes on, and then as I sat on the bed, take my shoes off and get into bed. The only time. And in the shower. Which is just, that infuriates me. How are you comfortable walking around with shoes on? How much effort does it take to take off your shoes? Anyway. Not going to go through that this time, though. No, sir. We rented a bed and breakfast. No, wait. What do you call them? Uh, the... What's that thing everyone does now? You don't you don't do hotel rooms anymore. It's like the Uber of hotel rooms. You just rent somebody's house. What the fuck is that called? I want to call it home and home. I can't. <laughs> definitely not it. It's uh. I don't know. It'll come to me. I know anybody listening is screaming. It's the fucking blah blah blah. Airbnb. Yeah. That's it. Airbnb. Is that what it says for air bed and breakfast? Oh, maybe I was right the first time. We doing we're doing that. We uh we got this nice place, we think. Downstairs there's a bakery, a croissants and coffee. Fucking A, right? Gonna go in immediately take off my shoes. Gonna relax like people do when they take off their goddamn shirt. Gonna have, uh, gonna come back a thousand pounds heavier. Nick the bodybuilder's gonna make fun of me. I'm gonna be bursting out of my $40 Under Armour shorts. But it'll all be worth it. I think. You never know how traveling goes with kids. We're gonna meet a couple of friends of uh, ours over there. They have a kid Sam's age. We're gonna see if they get along. If they don't, it'll just be be a shit show. 
I mean, Sam, chances are he'll, he doesn't really get along with other kids. But if they don't bother him, he won't bother them. He's not a kid who bothers other people. And if the other kid just keeps to herself, just just doesn't poke him and hit him and bite him, he'll be fine. He'll just hang out. But you never know. Some kids like to poke, hit, and bite. I don't think uh, I don't think this kid will do that because, is you know her parents are. Uh, I they I've never seen them bite anyone, so can't imagine their kid would start. And I'm looking good for the trip. Well, relatively speaking, for me anyway. Got my haircut, and the boy got his haircut. He's been he he his curls were just getting out of control. He started to look like. Uh, like Carrot Top, you know, or like the the little girl on the Wendy's ads. His just curls just coming out every which way. Looked like a, a clown. So I finally convinced my wife it was time to cut his hair. It was getting so long that, like, is he still, like, you know, two, so his hair hasn't fully come in yet, so the top is not as long as, as the back. So he was starting to grow this Joe Dirt mullet. Just of curls. Very unruly. So he got got his hair cut, and now my wife's like, oh my God, he's the most adorable child I've ever seen. I'm like, that's what I fucking told you. I told you, if he looks good now, with the worst goddamn haircut in history, think about how cute he'll be if he's a little cleaned up. And it wasn't the worst haircut in history, but it was unruly. Way too long. You know, but uh, but I agree that you shouldn't just lop it all off. You got to leave the kid with some personality. So we left some of the curls at the top. You know, he's got kind of an Elvis thing going. Looks great. And uh, we we got his haircut at my uh, hairdresser's apartment. So this guy is an awesome hairstylist, and he just changes jobs every two seconds. I have had six haircuts by him, I believe, in five different places. And uh, don't know why. He's always on the move, this guy. So I was about to get my haircut for the trip. And I had Sam ready to go, too. And I get an email, an email, not a phone call, an email from the hair salon saying, your appointment has been changed to Justin. I'm like, Justin? Who the fuck is that? Oh, Timberlake going to cut my hair? No, thank you. And so I call them. I'm like, guys, what's going on? And they're like, ah, oh, Chris had to leave. There was a bit of an emergency. So uh, Chris is the guy who cuts my hair. I was like, oh, okay. So said, so, you know, I, is there uh, another time I can see him? And they were like, ah, oh, we don't think he's coming back. I was like, well, that sounds ominous. They're like, yeah, he just he just left. And then I'm pretty sure he's never coming back. <laughs> I was like, all right. And then two seconds later, I get a text from Chris. And he's like, hey, man, just quit my job. You want to come over to my place and get your hair cut? And then I'm thinking, does he plan to murder me? Right? That's, that's immediately where I go with that. Because it's like, let's just say, like, so if he walked out on his job, which it sounds like he just mid-shift, like, there, you know, maybe there was some kind of breakdown. Maybe he had some kind of mental fit. And he's like, hey, why don't you come on over? You know, and who would... They would, the cops would never find me. You know, there'd, there'd be no, uh, there'd be no, what do you call it, trail. 
Oh, except these text messages. I should have. Yeah, the text messages would have. They would have led the police to my dead body. But no, it turns out he was just having a disagreement with the owner, and uh, just was wouldn't didn't want to put up with his shit. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I'm all for that. Don't put up with shit. I mean, you got to put up with some shit, but don't put up with shit you don't need to put up with. You know, and if you want to go off, get another job, go off, get another job. Anyway, we're at his apartment. Oh, and how about this? So I see uh, this dude. I, I'm, I'm in Chris's building. He lives in an apartment building. And there's this dude walking towards me in the hallway. And I'm looking at him going, man, looks like he just got a haircut. So I'm thinking maybe he's one of Chris's clients. And then I see he's got like one of those blue blazers on with, and he's got loafers, you know, with no socks, like white pants, loafers with no socks, bright blue jacket, pocket square. I'm like, this guy's got money. This guy's got a shit ton of money. And then um, Chris answers the door and I say, hey, did that guy just pass me in the hallway? Did he get his haircut here? And Chris said, yeah, man, he did. And I said, he looked rich. And he said, yeah, dude just gave me $500 for that haircut. I was like, what? He said, yeah. Like, I, I told him the story about how I walked out of my job because, you know, I just disagreed with the owner. And uh, and he was like, hey, man, I hear you. Here, I'll, uh, this'll, this'll keep you going for for next couple of days. And he just gave him a wad of 50s. Just $500. Who has that kind of money? That their acquaintance of a, of a hairstylist says, hey, man, I just quit my job. And you're like, here's $500. Guy I sort of know. Yeah. I, I, so I said to Chris, like, what does he do? He's like, oh, I think he, he imports meat. Imports meat. Who, who would have thought? Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you're a kid, what do you want to do when you grow up? I want to be a fireman. I want to be do something stupid, like be a comedian. But you'd never think, I'll get super stinking rich that where money means nothing to me. By importing meat. Like, how, how do you import meat and have that kind of money? I just fucking, I always wonder what people do. You know, when you see these houses that are clearly $10 million and there's three Porsches in the driveway, it's like, what do you fucking do? We import meat. Okay. I guess that's a thing that makes you super rich. So I said to Chris, well, I'm not giving you $500. No, sir. I'm giving you $60. And that's plenty. That's plenty. This is fucking... Indian family staring at me in the uh, parking garage here. Yeah, doing a podcast, guys. Get with the program. Oh, I miss Srini, my Indian neighbor. Oh, stuck next to these fucking smokers. Look, not, let's not get into that. We were at, when we were at Chris's place. He had cigarette butts in his apartment, yet his place didn't smell like smoke. So it's possible, certainly. I don't know what the people that are next door to me are doing anyway. Who knows? What kind of thing you can do to make you rich? That's what I'm going to do when I'm in the south of France. I'm going to ask all those rich Frenchies, what do you do 
I guess que, guess que, travailler? What is your work? I'm going to have to ask my wife to ask these French people what they do for a living. Just to try to figure it out, man. I'm always baffled by how much money. And when you have that much money, where it means nothing to you. It's weird to me to be buying huge mansions and these crazy expensive cars. It's just, I like to think that I would be giving money to better causes. But you know what? Maybe I wouldn't. Because it's not like I don't have any money. I have some money now. You know? And I don't give away any portion of that to anybody. So if I had more money, perhaps I would give none of that away either. Okay, I got to work on that. So I'm going to use the things you have. Just work out. Just go to the gym. Don't worry about your fancy clothes. You want to take some pictures? Take some pictures with the camera you already have. If you don't have a fancy camera, use your iPhone. If you don't have an iPhone, you know, well, you you probably have a cell phone. So take just take some pictures with what you got, right? And then maybe give to charity. That'll be the next step. How am I going to give to charity when I have, when we got a house? We're going to be house poor. Listen, guys, we'll figure it out. Maybe I'll start importing meat, right? You know, and since I don't eat meat, it's probably a great job for me. It's like they say the best drug dealers never do their own drugs, right? So I'm importing all this fancy meat. They're like, oh, how do you resist these lamb shanks? I'm like, cause I don't, I don't eat meat. You guys can have it for a price. Now start wearing fucking loafers with no socks and white pants. Do rich people? Do they have the stinkiest feet in the world? They must, because how you wearing loafers all the time with no socks? Like, I mean, you're a man. I don't. I know ladies don't don't stink up the joint. They don't sweat like uh, like us boys. But these guys, man. Oh my God, that's it. That's why the rich Frenchies don't take off their shoes in their house because their feet stink. They've been walking around their whole lives looking the part, you know, wearing loafers, you know, flaunting their money, just throwing it at hairdressers. You, you, you can't take off the shoes because they the air would become foul. Oh, and that's why they have all the smelly cheese. Because in case they do take off the shoes, people are like, what the fuck is that smelly? Like, ah, that's just the old cheese. The fromage. Right? Oh, we solved it, guys. I got to go upstairs and pack before my wife uh, tears my head off. Thanks for listening. I'll tell you how the trip went when I come back. We'll be back in 10 days. I'll do a podcast in like 10 or 11 days. You know, guys, I'm sure you'll be on pins and needles. Thanks so much. It's Mark Bennett. I said shut up. Good night.